In the episode, Outer Honesty, we talked about the need to be honest with the people that we express our problems to. That as we work through our issues, we can't tell other people half-truths or straight-up lies. We have to be honest about where we are. Today, I want to revisit that idea of sharing with other people what we need because we can easily have this feeling that we don't need help or that it somehow makes us appear not good enough or too weak that we might need help. And that's just not true. So let's look at what happens when we are willing to humble ourselves and ask for the kind of things that we need. Welcome to the Single Parent Preacher. My name is Alex. Now, it seems silly to not want to ask for help, but that's been sort of the way that I've been for a long time. If I need something, I'm going to figure out how to get it. I'm not going to ask for help. Asking for help is weakness. It means you weren't strong enough to figure it out on your own. But it's okay to ask. There are things that I don't know that other people do know. And it's okay to be able to admit that. As a single parent, you have to do a lot of things by yourself. Make decisions by yourself. There's a lot that falls on our shoulders. But it doesn't mean that we have to do everything alone. And asking for help doesn't mean you're not good enough at being a single parent. It means you need help. Families with both parents need help sometimes. It doesn't mean there's something wrong with you. It means that something is wrong and it needs to be fixed. And that's okay. Because sometimes we work so hard to do certain things. We're trying to make this thing so good for our family that we start neglecting other things. We miss them. We forget about them. So I want to look at sort of an example of that. If we go to the book of Acts, chapter 6, the church is coming together. Nobody's in need. Everybody's being taken care of. And then this happened, starting at verse 1. Now at this time, while the disciples were increasing in number, a complaint arose on the part of the Hellenistic Jews against the native Hebrews because their widows were being overlooked in the daily serving of food. Here's a group of people who are getting missed in the, we're going to take care of everybody. They're this group of widows that aren't getting food. And one of them must have said something to somebody because a complaint rose on the part of a group, part of the Hellenistic Jews, plural. It's not one person. This is a group effort. They let their need be known. Hey, we're being missed. And now, it can seem like the disciples are a little bit dismissive here. Because verse 2 says, So the twelve summoned the congregation of disciples and said, It is not desirable for us to neglect the word of God in order to serve tables. Okay. You know, that has that little little twinge of, you're really too good for this? But that's not what they're saying. They're saying, we have a job to do. 
our job that we need to focus on is ministry. We need to focus on serving by sharing the word of God. Sometimes it's hard for us to reach out to other people because we know they're busy doing other things. We don't want to bother them. I can't do cold calls for that exact reason. People are doing other things. I don't want to interrupt them doing that thing for something completely different. And we feel like we're a burden. But there's a legitimate issue going on, and help is required. And the disciples acknowledge that. It's not like they say, we need to focus on sharing the word of God, so we're not going to help. Verse 3, Therefore, brethren, select from among you seven men of good reputation, full of spirit and of wisdom, whom we may put in charge of this task. But we will devote ourselves to prayer and to the ministry of the word. Okay. We're going to focus on this. Find some people who you believe that God has gifted to take care of this. We're going to, we're going to focus on the word. You guys find some leaders. Now again, in, in our minds, that can strike as sort of like, you're sort of giving up your authority here. But the beginning of verse 5, the statement found approval with the whole congregation. They were okay with this. They were okay with this division of labor that the disciples had proposed to them. And they choose seven men. And verse 6, And these they brought before the apostles, and after praying, they laid their hands on them. They prayed blessing over so this need could be taken care of, a need they wouldn't have known happened. Leaders that would not have been appointed, people that would not have been ministered to, if somebody didn't raise their hand and say, we're not getting our food. Think about something that you need right now. Some kind of help that you need. Do people know? Anybody know you need that help? If they don't, you need to tell somebody. You need to find someone you can trust. These people went to the apostles because they were in charge. And the apostles went, we can't really handle this. We have something else we need to do. Let's find somebody who can take care of this. Maybe you don't know the right person to talk to. But you do know people. Reach out to the people you know. Because maybe the help they can give you is connecting you to the right person. Do you need somebody that you can talk to, that you can share with? You can get these burdens off of your chest, but you haven't had the time to look for a therapist. You don't know anybody. I mean, your friends probably aren't, but you know you need that kind of help. They can help you find somebody. Maybe your pastor doesn't have the time to sit and talk, but they probably know who does. I know it seems strange. It's sort of like having a meeting to discuss the next meeting. Sometimes you need to ask for help to find help. And that's okay too. And it's really easy to get discouraged. It's really easy to reach out and then not find anything and go, well, that didn't go very well. To find somebody that you think is going to be able to help 
and then they can't, and have that be a setback. And some people won't even respond well to the request of help. Couldn't you figure this out on your own? What's important is that we don't let that sort of reaction get us discouraged, get us down. Mark chapter 10. We'll start at verse 46. Then they came to Jericho. And as he, being Jesus, was leaving Jericho with his disciples and a large crowd, a blind beggar named Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, was sitting by the road. When he heard that it was Jesus the Nazarene, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Need expressed. Many were sternly telling him to be quiet, but he kept crying out all the more, Son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stopped and said, Call him here. So they called the blind man, saying to him, Take courage, stand up. He is calling for you. Throwing aside his cloak, he jumped up and came to Jesus. In answering him, Jesus said, What do you want me to do for you? And the blind man said to him, Rabbi, I want to regain my sight. And Jesus said to him, Go, your faith has made you well. Immediately he regained his sight and began following him on the road. Bartimaeus wanted to see, and he knew Jesus was coming. And there was not anybody who was going to stop him from getting the help that he needed. It even says that many people were sternly telling him to be quiet. I did air quotes, not that you could see them. Just walking by. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Shut up! Knock it off! He has more important things to do. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Didn't we tell you to be quiet? Leave him alone. You can just picture this exchange. One guy crying out for help. And the voices of the crowd telling him no. They didn't understand something that Jesus understood, and that is that no one is too unimportant for God to stop for. See, we can sometimes think that we don't even want to burden God with the help that we need. We don't even want to pray about it. But Jesus stops for Bartimaeus, and God stops for us when we call out for help. He loves us, and he wants to have that relationship. Now, the difference between God and people is God knows what we need before we ask, but he still wants us to ask. It's like we know our children. We know what they want. We know what they need. Sometimes you still have them ask for it. If they're young, it's to establish manners. Please, thank you. It's also to help them realize in themselves that they need something. And when they need something, they ask for it. You don't just take it, you ask for it. With God, we ask for his help. We need to be willing to ask God to help us. We need to be willing to ask other people to help us. Because as I've said before, and will inevitably say again, frequently God's answer to our prayer isn't light from heaven, Messiah chorus, angels on high. 
He puts people in our path, situations, information, at just the right time for us to be able to move forward. What help do you need right now? Is it a physical need? Do you need food in the house? Is it an emotional need? Need time to breathe? Be by yourself for a few minutes? Somebody to vent to? Is it a spiritual need? You can't get to church. You haven't been able to sit down and read your Bible. Ask God for help. He tells us to cast our cares upon him. It's not like a gentle suggestion. If you feel like it, though, just if you want to. No. Cast your cares upon me. And find someone that you trust and tell them what you need. If they can't help you, they might know somebody who can. And if it doesn't happen immediately, don't give up. We talked before about how perseverance makes character. Don't give up. There is an answer. There is a way out. God does have help for you. Maybe you don't see it right now. That doesn't mean it's not available. That doesn't mean it's not there. It doesn't mean God is ignoring you. He's not. Keep pushing. Keep praying. Keep asking. Keep your eyes open. Keep your ears open for God to answer you. It might not be in exactly the way that you want him to answer you. But whatever his answer is will be exactly what you need. Last episode was about giving up our expectations. This includes how we expect God to answer our prayers. We should expect him to answer. The how, that we have to be a little bit more open. Because there's a number of ways God can answer. We just have to be willing to hear it or see it. And accept God's answer for what it is. Let's pray. God, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this time that we have to sit. That we have to think about you and what you're willing to do. That you're willing to take out time for us when we need something. Help us to be willing to look for your answers. Help us to find the right people to ask our questions to, to present our needs to. God, put people in our lives that we can express what we need to and not be judged, but be accepted and be loved like you accept and love us. And help us to not feel like failures just because we need help. Pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. You can find me on Twitter at SPPreacherPod. You can email me at thesingleparentpreacher at gmail.com. Thank you, as always, for your time. Please go rate, review, tell somebody about the show. Because we need help. And it's okay. So until next time, remember that it's not weakness to admit that you need help. It actually takes great strength to humble yourself and be honest that you need the help.